Did you like that? Yeah, that was really good. Good. Paul, you got your Sparkle Boy going, hey? Mm. Um, do you have a nice supply of Sparkle Boys? Not as much as I probably would like. I should be hoarding Sparkle Boys. Um, you should not be. Everyone oh, right. needs those. You shouldn't be hoarding anything. No. Um, hey, have you tried those new White Claw things? No. What is it? I don't. It's like a, a Sparkle Boy. With a bit of flav in it, but it's like a hundred calories, so it's like not a zero calorie like nude or neutral. It's uh-huh. like a little bit sweeter, I think. Does it taste like chemicals? I don't know. I haven't tasted it. It's All not for me. Taste like chemicals. I already know. No, you know what? It's like I'm so sorry, but if you want to be super fit and hot, mm-hmm. then I'll have a beer. No wait, no. Hang on. <laughs> Super fit and hot. I can go without drinking. This is my thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, if I'm in like bikini mode season and I'm just gonna like really keep on the calories down low and keep the sugar and everything, okay, then no drinks for me. Sparkle Boy. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Have some mushrooms. They're low cal. (laughs) If I want to get drunk, I'll have a beer. I'll go for a cocktail. Mm. You know what else is low cal? What? Hot gin martinis. Hey. Remember we were out like, yeah, no, don't heat them up on the oven. I remember we were out a couple of weeks ago before society fell apart Mm -hmm. and I ordered you a martini or no, was that another person? But you were there. Did you have a sip of it? You didn't like it. Did you like it? (laughs) Yeah. You finished the conversation. It's done. (laughs) You like them though? Do you like martinis? You you gave me a sip of yours Mm -hmm. and uh, I had never had one before and I didn't realize it was just like. Olive juice drink. It is like olive. I would rather have like a pickleback whiskey shot or something, oh, or like too, yeah. um, a Caesar. Okay. Then then a martini. I don't know why people drink those, but maybe it's one of those things. It's like an acquired taste, or you like you you get to like it after a while, or it's like one of those things. It's like oh, I don't like it, so I'm just gonna sip it. It just makes you look cool and sip a drink because you're not actually enjoying it. No, I de- de- definitely delight in the taste of a martini, but that's it for me. Is that like I drink them dirty and wet, so that means a ton of vermouth and a ton of olive juice. In them. Oh, so I so, had like an extreme version of it. He kind of did, yeah. Like you can get one with. Like a dry martini, people hate vermouth in their martinis and they don't put any vermouth and that's a dry martini. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a very, very popular, right? Mm. There should be like, so, oh, so dry, there's dust on it. That's what people say, right, about martinis. Or if you don't like olive juice as well. The girl I did buy it for, I remember this now, she took a sip and she's like, ooh, yucky. And then she's like, oh, I don't like olive juice. I don't like olives at all. I was like, why didn't you tell me that? I just ordered us dirty ass martinis. Mm-hmm. That's with olives in them. <laughs> Maybe she didn't know what it was. I think it's the. Key. I didn't know it was all, so olivey either. Yeah, right. So that's it. You can get a clean, clean and dry. No olive juice. No. Very Just get like a move. better cocktail. You know. <laughs> that's that's my thing. Is like when I go to a cocktail bar, I'm not going to be getting like, oh, give me a martini or give me this boring drink. Make something fun. Do here's what I want. I want tequila or mezcal or whatever. Yes. And whatever else I'm feeling at that moment, and then they just go wild. You know, that's uh, what I want for a cocktail. I want them to just do whatever the heck they want. I'm just talking about if you're trying to keep your calories and your sugar oh, down. Right. That's all. Yeah, of that's course. If I was going to a, a, a good cocktail bar, yeah, are you kidding me? Give me some of the egg white in it. Give me, uh, I know, we'll have to go on the radio here in a second here. We're going to have that as part of the podcast. It's going to be crazy. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Um, so, so, like, yeah, I agree, obviously, with you. Do uh, I, 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 My old fashioned. Mm-hmm. I love an old fashioned. It's like one of my favorite ones, but God, does it give me the heartburn? Mm. Anyways, that's good. We're talking about martinis because I do love, or I mean, cocktails. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. I'm trying to drink a lot less. Boozing it up, especially on the hard bar, makes me a crazy maniac. Okay, I've got so. a great cocktail recipe that I will give to you right after we go on the radio here. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Here we go. That's the Arkells with years in the making in the zone at 91.3. Good morning. My name's Jenny. That's Paul filling in for Dylan and Jason. I'm actually about to head out of here. I'm going to uh, go edit our PJ Party podcast. Well, it's so funny because we're talking right now. This is on our. This is going to be on our podcast because we're recording some of the podcasts yeah. while we're off the air and then we flip onto the air. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, wow, Inception. <laughs> Podception. Uh, have you been listening to a lot of podcasts in your off time? Because I know you've been outside a lot trying to get some fresh air while mm-hmm. social distancing. You've been doing the pods? Um, yeah, when I go outside, I like to listen to music. 
Because I find when I'm like out in public, I um, make a lot of facial expressions when I listen to podcasts, and sometimes I like to like talk back to them, yes, <laughs> like be yes. a part of the conversation. Really? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like I cannot limit myself to do that uh, when I'm like at a beach or something. So I like to listen to music out there. But when I get ready, I listen to Canada Land. It's a great podcast really about good. Canadian journalism. It's mm-hmm. a very critical eye on Canadian journalism, mm-hmm. and uh, they do a lot of really cool investigative yep. journalism in that. And then a lot of just like really light listening podcasts about dating and relationships. Oh, really? Um, there is a podcast called Self Helpless that I'm really liking right now. And it's, uh, yeah, like these three comedians. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson actually has a Netflix special. And they just talk about like things you would get in a self-help book, but yeah, they're right. comedians and they're so funny and they kind of like dive into it. It's good. That's sweet. I'm a big comedy podcast fan myself. Um and then yeah like i don't mind being out in public and i'll just like scream laugh like uh at a grocery store often or like i was washing my hands in a public bathroom the other day because we're all constantly washing all of us and i just someone said a really funny joke it was about coronavirus (laughs) and i just like laughed so loud Uh, well sometimes they'll do like a really serious podcast and i'll just look grumpy everywhere i go (laughs) so i don't really want that um, but yeah, you can listen to the PJ Party podcast. You can add that to your list of things to listen to over the next few days here. Um, we have a new one coming out probably later on this afternoon. Yeah, and uh, a Geek Out podcast as well. We made one this past Tuesday, so it's out now available. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll make another one next week. And just, yeah, make sure they have lots of stuff to listen to. If you're going to switch off the radio for a bit, you can still stick with us at The Zone uh, throughout your time. All right, Jen, you get out of here okay, then bye. for the day. Have a great one. Okay, and now we're back to just the pod. So anyways, cocktails are great. And uh, I know one person actually who is doing like a they, – they get a list of like classic cocktails. There's probably mm. like a dozen or more of them. And now that they're in self-isolation, I guess they have a ton of cocktail ingredients, booze and all the stuff you need to oh, make yeah. these like really great cocktails like Moscow Mule and Negroni and all the classics. And they're just like going through the list. Mm. And that's their self-isolation activity. That's fun. Might as well. Um yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about like, all right, so I've been day drinking a lot more, going to bed very early, go on the beach at 9 a.m. and I crack a beer. Is that okay? <laughs> but I'm also working. What? <laughs> it's very confusing. Okay, um, this is the grossest cocktail ever. Oh, let's hear so, it. So um, it was made at Festivus this year. Oh, he, oh yes. Do you remember Festivus? Yeah. We had a whole bunch of fireball. Like, was it like three two sixes of fireball? Uh, Which, I mean, I'm a big fan of, but uh, a lot of people had some really hard times with Fireball growing up, you know? It's like the one that everyone goes to as a kid and Uh, throw up. Like, why are you drinking that straight? I I, I remember drinking it straight. It was one of the first drinks I ever had. Here, take a swig out of this disgusting bottle. I always have Fireball at my house. (gasps) I Yeah, I love it. I know. Okay. Cinnamon hearts, why? Oh, it's so good. Okay, but we also had this, like, sparkling apple juice, like the fake champagne that you used to, like, drink as a kid. Yeah. You get that from the grocery store. You got spicy apple pies, which is fireball, and that sweet-ass drink. You can put some soda water in it okay. to kind of, like, dilute the taste a bit. Sure, give it a bubble. Yeah, that's it. Maybe a lemon. Spicy apple pie. <laughs> it tastes delicious. Yeah. It is so sweet, though, and so bad for you, but it's so good. Well, great. So, try that. Get back to me. Don't drink more than one, though. Yeah. Did a night on one of those, and it was not good. Hangover-wise? Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. God bless you. Okay. I Someone was asking me last night. My housemates were talking about, oh, this weekend, maybe we should uh, all get drunk. We're going to have a group night where we paint the cat. What? Like, your cat? You're going to paint her? Like, she's going to be our model, and okay, we're all, yeah, each yeah. of us okay, going to get it. Yeah, no, we're not going to Come here, kitty. Yeah, Come here, I got some paint. <laughs> Give me your paws. No, we're going oh, to okay. each take, like, she's going to be, like, our live nude model, and we're all going to paint a picture of her, and then the winner gets a whatever, I don't this know. This is the best idea ever. This is what we're doing. That's so nice. Isn't oh, that? can I go Well, no. I mean, yeah, so we're in a room thing together. Is, is like, we're in a room together, so we're kind of isolated, but then when we go home... Then what does that mean for your roommates? They have whatever I have if I have it. Yes. And I have whatever they have if yes. they have it. Yes. So we have to be careful. We're all be- in this together, me, you, and your roommates. <laughs> and whoever you're having sex with right now. That's like that's the ecosystem, honestly. Oh my gosh, if yeah. those are the people you're seeing, I know it's like but you know what? That's okay. I feel mm. like if you can kind of trace your 
ecosystem to the people that you come in contact with mm-hmm. and that they come in contact with. Yeah. Hopefully that's like about 50 people. I mean, like, geez, if you really start looking at it, like, okay, right. my, my roommate goes to work and then she's in a room with 10 people and yeah, then they all yeah. go home and they have t- roommates and family. It's like, it, it that gets more than 50 people really quick. Really quick. Yeah, it's it's kind of frightening when you think of it like that. So you really have to limit the amount of people that you see and social distance. Yeah. Yeah, I have one other person that I've been seeing and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I met someone else the other day. Oh, oh my gosh. Fair. See, that's how it gets out of control yeah. exponentially. It's okay. We're washing a lot. Yeah. And we complain to each other that our eyeballs hurt. And then we're like, do we have it? But we're fine. So we're having a, a painting the cat night and... Maybe we'll have some drinks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And someone, one of the housemates said to me, uh, oh, yeah, I feel like getting drunk. I maybe had a glass of wine this week, but it's because it's so stressful. But maybe this weekend I'll get nice and hopped up. Now, tell me if this is over the top. Mm-hmm. I know that it is. But I don't want to get hopped up. I don't want to get drunk in this time because I think that deep down, mm-hmm. irrational part of my brain, what if shit really hits the fan? What if it really goes nuts and all of a sudden there's like rioting and craziness <gasps> oh my God! and I have to grab my swords and pile into the truck with a bunch of canned food and head out into the woods? That's not going to happen. I don't want to be drunk for that. Well, I have to defend my family. I have to get the cat, put her family. in the truck. Yeah. And some canned foods, <laughs> and some cat food and the swords. And then um, we carve out a, a piece of wilderness for ourselves and then have to defend it from the roving bandits. Um, what if society uh, really falls apart, Jen? We're teetering on the brink closer than we've ever been. <laughs> um. Yeah, g- great question. What if all that happens? I think you're good. Yeah. Um, I don't trust you with a sword, first of all. Second of all, okay. um, <laughs> maybe... Being drunk will help you keep calm a little oh, bit, okay, a little bit in that. You know what's interesting is I think about like parents because one thing that I've talked to about the new parents or with new parents is, um, oh yeah, I feel weird when I get drunk at home because I'm afraid that at any point right. there could be an emergency. Right. Right. Got to take your kids to the hospital. Exactly. So everyone's kind of in that mode right now where you're like, anything could happen and I have to be on top of my game. In case something does happen. That's and I get that mindset. And I think yeah. that's like a healthy thing. But the whole like swords and the car and the cat and the you know, doom and stuff like that. That's not healthy. But like the other part <laughs> right. is like, yeah, that's that's a that's definitely a concern to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think and you don't do that very often, though, Paul. And I think that sounds like a really good night. And you should do that. And have a FaceTime me. And pet the okay? cat. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, you guys. And then show me your work. And I'll judge it. Okay. I'll judge. Can I judge it? Yes. Oh. Yes. 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 Uh, See, I think what my because I'm up against some really artistic people who live with me, and I'm worried they're really, really, actually good artists. Uh, so I think what I'll do is I'm going to paint the cat's inner spirit. Wow, which, an abstract sort of. Yeah, cool I think thing. so. Yeah, because I always say um, um, uh, all cats, but certainly my cat is just a an angelic being of pure light and goodness mm-hmm. um you know shrouded in the skin of just fur and uh she's got some cysts right now yeah but right, just like, a couple of fleas some fleas and she's complaining and yeah. the toebians that's a but they a pure energy and light wow, and goodness yeah you painted a picture there right i think that's a good idea because i feel like you know that is what abstract art is all about is not actually having the skill to do realism oh. <laughs> It's totally fair. Um, cool. Yeah, no, I'm excited for you for that. That's a great idea. I'm trying to figure out. Um, I'm supposed to take a little special someone on a uh, on a little date tonight. It, we planned it a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was like, I'll take you out for dinner because it was his birthday or whatever. Right. Um, obviously, I'm not taking him out for dinner, so I'm trying to figure out what's the uh, what's the like self isolating version of that. What's what that look it? like? You got to cook at home, I guess. I'm so bad at cooking. Maybe I'll make him a spicy apple pie and paint him a photo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, Maybe hey, take, I don't know. Do you want to vent about uh, things that you're mad about? Oh, right now, like oh. or just that has been canceled or oh. anything? Like, are you? Are, you know what? Other I, than this, because I know you had a really nice getaway planned. Oh yeah, no, that is um. Yeah, I was I was gonna take a friend out for dinner and then uh, go to Shirley. 
the uh, spot just like by Port Renfrew. It's yeah. a beautiful, like forested area, mm-hmm. real nice isolated beaches. There was this tree house on Airbnb um, that was like totally by itself. There was a hot tub and some like fire pit and stuff, but we decided to cancel it just because it's just not the time, right? Yeah. Um. So that was not, I mean, disappointing. Not really. Like it's nothing's changed for me. I've actually been able to keep a pretty level head. I'm feeling very thankful right now. Good for you. Um, I'm feeling thankful for our job. Yeah. So thankful for it. Uh-huh. And um, I'm just happy to be employed right now because I know that what the the news that came out today, uh, Friday, was that 500,000 Canadians have been trying to apply for some sort of uh, assistance when it comes yeah. to finances because of unemployment. 500,000. Last week, 27,000, which was a lot. Yeah. 500. And it's just going to keep on going as more and more places close. So I have nothing to complain about. You know, I live by myself with my cat right now. Yeah. It's got lots of light. I'm right by the beach. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm just more looking out for my family right now. My sister is in pharmacy and she's a student and she had to work through that Awful. at her, um, at her practicum, which was at a pharmacy in Lynn Valley, yeah. which is where all the cases are. So she's yeah. now self-isolated. The bad ones. Yeah. The bad cases. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, my mom is in self-isolation right now over in Vancouver. My sister works in real estate, retail real estate. And she just uh, is waiting for money to come in because she just bought a place. Jeez. And she's trying to sell her place. And she's planning a wedding. That is supposed to happen imagine. in the next couple months here. It won't. Now. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, she's just kind of taking it day by day. She's yeah. very great with that. My, oh my gosh, I could just explain what what's going on. Everyone, what I'm finding is that everyone has some sort of, you know, story that is yeah. happening and like how it's affecting everyone so completely differently. Like, mm-hmm. I won't get too heavy, but yeah, you know, it's it's uh it's challenging. How are you doing? It's how are you lot. holding up? Well, you know, similarly. To you, I was trying to uh, kind of really embrace some gratitude the other day because I had a real moment um, by myself of like feeling very, very privileged through this time. So mm-hmm. like like what you're saying, all the same stuff because uh, we have our job, which is for the time being is a steady and hopefully stays that way. Um, it gives me actually something to do. Mm-hmm. We're lucky in that we are s- pretty isolated in this studio. It's like just the two of us. The office is completely empty. Mm-hmm. And so we're able to, you know, although we have to leave the house once a day, we have somewhere to come. We can focus, although, you know, it's very obviously t- overwhelmed and taken over by this news. Mm-hmm. We still have something to kind of distract us because like putting it together and being entertaining for four hours. Mm-hmm. And so that's really great. It breaks up the day, cuts cuts the day in half, and then I go home and self-isolate at home. But at least I'm not there stuck in the house. Yeah. Because that would be, I think, really... So challenging. Challenging and stressful, yeah. So so I'm blessed with that. Um, Insanely privileged in that uh, my health is good. My immune system is really, really great. I've always been quite blessed with that. So even if I do get it, I, you know, again, will likely get through it and it won't be too extreme for me i'm thinking because my lungs are healthy i don't smoke and mm-hmm. i is um you know young and virile and all that so i'm very privileged in that way and then the biggest thing of all too was because you know obviously this is stressful people are sick people are dying there is a physical health toll that this whole thing is taking but the thing that touches more people i keep saying is is uh, the wider ranging side effects the Mm -hmm. economy and Mm -hmm. people's mental health Mm -hmm. and so again i feel very very blessed and privileged in that i have good mental health i'm very generally steady about these things calm and rational and uh i don't my my fears don't get the best of me or run away with me do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i i'm i'm generally constantly optimistic about the future and that is a privilege. And I yeah. am very blessed that that's just the way that my constitution, my mental constitution is. Mm-hmm. And so I feel for and I hope that we do can do whatever we can for people who don't have that. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of it, too. I remember there was the first day where it got real serious. It was like last week on a Thursday. And uh I started getting overwhelmed being like, this is, this is it. Like, this is what we're doing now every day for the next month. And like, it was very overwhelming to think about that. But what I tried to change my mindset to was what can I find joy in from this? Right. Like what, 
I'm I'm not happy about you know having to go through all this terrible news on a daily day basis. Of course, and it's it's very overwhelming. But what can I? How can I look at this in a different way? And I just started looking at it like this job is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I can find joy in making sure that I get correct information to the public mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and help make them feel calm. Yeah. And that in itself can make me feel very um, satisfied with what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis because it can feel overwhelming and I can feel like I'm drowning at any moment. Yeah. But I just have to like focus on being like, no, this is important. I need to come to work and I need to do my job and... I'm lucky enough to have a job, so I better flip and appreciate it right yeah, now, yeah. you know? So yeah. that, I think, has, has helped me. And if you can find that in your own day, whether, you know, it is that you're, you know, stuck at home and, and you're, you know, stuck with your thoughts or stuck on your screen yeah, for hours yeah. on end, you know, find something that brings you joy and focus on that and focus on the positive maybe that's like after all this or, or whatever it is. Just change your mindset if you can. It's hard. It's so hard to do, though. I think it's beautiful the way you've done that, though, Jen, really, because, you know, I know I just I just know I know you and I know that uh you, you can struggle with things as we all do mm-hmm. from time to time and, and for you to embrace that and not uh, give in to the anxiety is is really commendable. Excuse me. I'm belching yeah, it sometimes. But I think that's really, really beautiful. And um, and yeah, I just appreciate that a lot about you. And can I say too that once again, my optimism is that <clears throat> big scale and mm-hmm. this is this is the big and heavy of it is that we're going to get through this. We all will together as a human species. And this might be a little bit of a reset that we need, a little bit of a shifting of priorities, mm-hmm. a little bit of a uh, less cutthroat, less, you know, capitalism at all costs type of mentality that we all are with all the time. Mm-hmm. And a more of a like, how do we take care of each other? We're, ta- we're doing it now. You know, we're we're uh, we're doing what we can to help yeah. everyone else. Society is shifting. We're seeing you know, even little incremental changes to help the environment in this mm-hmm. way, you know, mm-hmm. we were like kind of scaling back on things and shifting our priorities. This might be if we all just like get through it peacefully and, and uh, calmly and with love for everybody, <laughs> it might be a big reset mm-hmm. for, for society as a whole. It might be a really interesting time. Like, I can't wait to see what's on the other side of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, this week we um, were filling in for the morning zone because uh, Dylan and Jason, who usually do the mornings, they are on vacation. Yep. I know it's such weird timing, but yeah. they had vacation days that they had to use. So um, we've been filling in for the morning. So there's a lot of news heavy stuff. We, you know, things that we say um, might ch- like change because mm. um, we did this throughout the week. So it's as news is coming in. So it might be like, oh, that's not the right number that you hear. Um, but by the end of the podcast, it'll be the news from like Thursday, Friday. So yeah. it'll probably be a little bit more up to date. It's wild um, that it changes so quickly. It, well, it yeah. changes by the hour, right? So yeah. it's hard to like keep it all updated. But we did want to make sure that you had some content to listen to. So enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you're happy and safe and healthy. Now that a lot of people are working from home, we have to start getting used to our new coworkers, which are our pets. Raffles, why is this a meeting? I swear to God, this could be an email. Muffin, I've told you many times, it is severely inappropriate to walk in on me while I'm using the facilities. Especially trying to sit on my lap. I'm going to have to talk to HR about this. Hey, someone brought donuts in. All right. Oh, they're all gone. Who ate all these donuts? Um, did you get any of the orders done that we were asking... Oh, okay. You're just laying in a sunbeam. All right. Friggin' Rufus bit me again. You gotta talk to his manager about this. Have you ever thought about licking your butt in the break room? Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you today? I'm hot. Yeah, you're, you're, he's currently taking off his jacket right now. It's very warm in the studio. The sunbeams are like causing a lot of heat. And someone just cranked the heat up in here. Um, but we did get uh, word that the Bluestones are going to be coming in October. October 1st oh. is the date um, that they've set. So if you have your t- have your tickets, just hold on to them because chances are you'll be able to see them. But well, they'll good. just be at a later date. Yeah. Listen, there's been a lot of good things going around uh, the internet this uh, weekend, let me say, as we were all in a little self quarantine quarantine action. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so one of my favorite jokes was uh, it's only quarantine if it's from the quarantine region of France. Otherwise, it's sparkling isolation. 
That's good. That's pretty joke, good. Right? Yeah, that is that really, really good. good yeah, joke. Champagne. Um, do you know the meme about the traumatized dog? And it's like the dog is like looks so traumatized, and then you see like Vietnam flashbacks around him. Oh yeah. It was that meme. It was like <laughs> me <laughs> next year when I see a t- toilet paper commercial. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So good job, memes. Yeah, way to go, memes. Um, One of my favorite things that I saw on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, there is a lot of sifting through a lot of, you know, real serious news. And we're not not trying to make a joke of it. No. um, One of the things that happened was Disneyland is now closed, right? For a month at least. And uh, they interviewed this kid from Canada. And he is maybe like 12, 13 years old. He has a Starbucks coffee. He's the most casual vibe I've ever seen. And this is the way he handled uh, Disneyland closing. It's closing for the whole month and we come from Canada. Took a long trip to get here. And then takes a sip of his coffee, like yeah. his latte. Sassy and latte sip. I just love that, like, this kid, he's like 12 years old. This is probably, you know, a sad thing for him not yeah. going to Disneyland and how calm and collected he is. We all need to harness that sort of energy instead of getting angry or anxious. Just mm-hmm. think about this guy. It's closing for the whole month and we come from Canada. Took a long trip to get here. Take a sip. Have a smile. (laughs) So good. His parents are either like the best parents in the world Mm -hmm. or (laughs) they couldn't be on camera because they were freaking out. (laughs) He's just keeping the whole family calm right now. (laughs) He can drive the station wagon back to Winnipeg. (laughs) I'm loving all this positive text messaging that's happening today. A lot of like real nice positive messages coming in through the text line. That's awesome. It is right. awesome. I appreciate that's all it. You can do. Did, have you reached out to your family at all? Uh, yep. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to my old man for like a long time, and uh, <laughs> and he's in the states, right? Oh wow. He's totally. A, this is his first year in retirement. First year as a snowbird, so he was like down in Palm Desert, like <gasps> loving the heat and yeah. everything. And then, of course, the thing today where Trudeau looked in the camera and was like. It's time for Canadians to come home. I was like, oh, I'm just going to shoot the old man a message yeah. here. And he was like, we're coming home right now. I'll be home tomorrow. I'll Aww. talk to you then. So. Yeah, my mom is quarantined right now because she just got back from Mexico. Aye. Yeah. So she's, yeah, I'm trying to call her as much as I can. Keep yeah. her occupied. Keep she's things positive. Probably a nice tan to keep her company. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's how that works. There's a lot of, like, uh, little things I'm finding that are, like, uh, making changes and adjustments still. I don't know if you're like this, Jen, but... Mm-hmm. So like um like I've been complaining to you about how like all this extra hand washing is just like drying out my hands so bad, right? <laughs> right? Like number one I've got eczema to begin with and now it's just like I'm just so dried out and it's so painful and cracky because of all the extra hand washing. So I switched from cream in my coffee to almond milk. Oh yeah. Is that supposed to help? Yeah, Not- because dairy can be a bit of an inflammatory. Oh. And in like two days my hands feel like a lot better already. Really? That's so yeah. interesting how quickly that and look, there's a lot of reasons to maybe think about making the switch from dairy to almond or an alternative, mm-hmm. and and I'm taking like a small delight and a pleasure in that. Oh, nice, so good. That's like a small, tangentially related thing. Yeah. Um, here's a really great thing, and where people are showing a lot of gratitude, and this is a great message we got from a zoner, Christine. Man, zoners are up and at them this morning. It feels yeah. like. Thank you for the nice messages. Um, Christine uh, writes, I wanted to share an idea that my sister and her boys had. We're digging out the Christmas lights and putting them back on to show support for the amazing public health service workers and all the folks in the essential services that are working so hard to keep us oh. safe. We'd love for others to join in. That is such a great idea. So this is just an idea that uh, Christine and uh, their sister and their boys had. Yeah. Which is, yeah, such a sweet way to shine a light on those people who are, yeah, in the front line of this pandemic and just putting their own lives at risk to help others. Um, Also, Christmas lights are great. I wish they were year round. They bring me so much joy. I, I still have mine up, actually. So I'll just leave them up for that. I love, I love yeah, this idea. Sure. But if that could catch on, I think that that's a great little sign. That is really, really nice. And um, I think that I can just imagine that uh, people who work in that industry in healthcare, any amount of little like I've seen memes going around, you know, and pictures of them, how important they are. But mm-hmm. any amount of support because. Um, I don't know about you, but like I know a couple of people who are nurses. One friend of mine is a nurse and is pregnant. Oh my god! Right now, right? Like already before all of this, you know, I would go to her house and uh, she has her shoes outside the the door. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what's with the shoes? And she's like, oh, you can't bring shoes in the house because, you know, you never know you're going to pick up in a hospital. Can you imagine the extra lockdown that is going on with her right now? Absolutely. And she's pregnant. Yeah. My sister is uh, becoming a pharmacist and she's on her final practicum. And the practicum just happened to be in North Vancouver where all the cases are, like in the epicenter of, uh, you know, the the nursing home that we've been hearing so much about in North Van that's just been getting hit so hard. She's been working for free as a student at that pharmacy and there's so many people who aren't coming to work so she's pretty much like running this pharmacy as a student yeah. um luckily yesterday she got the go-ahead to go home because i mean no students should be you know in the in the um sort of front line of that but no kidding yeah it's been she said the most stressful week of her entire life and she has had some stresses in her life in this time of medical crisis, it is important to know, is it a hospital where monsters go to get better when they're sick, or is it a hospital that we go and all the doctors and nurses are monsters? Oh, That's what yeah. I want to know, Metric. I have been hounding Emily Haynes since that song came out 20 years ago, or whatever it was. Yeah. What kind of monster hospital is it? I want to say it's like a, a monster hospital, like it's run by monsters. Yes, yeah, that's I like, like that. my, my my mind when I listen to that song for yeah, sure. Me too. Because it's okay because it's not like scary monsters. No. It's like Muppet monsters, like Sesame Street monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like a furry and with googly eyes. Yeah. It's like that episode of Rick and Morty where they're like they're at the alien hospital, like that. Deep that. cut. I don't but. watch that cartoon. I watched the pickle episode because everyone wouldn't shut up about it. But. <laughs> Did you watch Rick and Morty? Uh, A little bit here and there. Not like all of it, you know. One thing that's been really nice as all these like emergency measures come out and the big financial aid package and um, uh, all this, you know, the border shutting down, everything that's happening is that one thing I've heard is um, how well everyone in our government is Mm -hmm. working together. Yeah. Bipartisanship for this moment seems to have gone away. And it's just like people of all parties just working together to do what is best for Canadians and people who need it. And it's just really nice to see, yeah, government officials just treating each other nicely for once and supporting each other on their decisions because everyone's making really hard decisions mm-hmm. right now and is probably in the most stress of their life. Um, but they're just, yeah, coming together and really working as a team. And it's really nice to see, especially for the good of Canadians right now. Well, it is nice because guess what, everyone? This, this is not the end of the world. This is the rough patch that mm-hmm. we're all going through together. And we're going to get back, I think, to a pretty close place to normal Pretty soon. Yeah. And we're going to remember this, right? (laughs) Things are going to go back to normal. We're going to remember what businesses, what banks, what people in government pulled together and did what was right for everybody and which ones acted selfishly. And luckily right now, it's mostly people are doing the right thing. Yeah. And for us here as like the public, you know, looking out for each other just within our neighborhoods also makes a huge difference uh, moving forward too. So yeah, just keep on doing what you're doing. Think about your neighbors. Think about yourself. Keep safe. So, what's up? Would you say that Rick and Morty is good for quarantine, or is it like I don't know? It just feels stressful to me. They're all, like, it wasn't one of them always burping, and then the kid is yeah. like very full of anxiety. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. that what I should watch? It's really? a high anxiety show, but man, it's so funny. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing, but I just am like, uh, I'm drawn right now to anything that's not COVID, right? Right. So it's like conspiracy theory story about oprah oh tell me more oh no yeah i'm diving deep into conspiracy theories now that's a good time to do that so no <laughs> no, what are, no. You, are you serious yeah oprah winfrey oh, had stop. to go on twitter and deny a conspiracy theory that she had been arrested for sex trafficking what why would oprah the richest human being most beloved on planet earth but be- forget about that forget about beloved rich Richer than many countries, mm. gross domestic product, gross national product. How so this- rich. Why would she get into an evil thing like that? She's so rich. Well, you know, we have been surprised by celebrities before, Paul. Oh, wow. You're starting to make a lot of sense. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter, Jenny <laughs> West. Your conspiracy no. Okay, so where did this come from, though? Is this just a rumor that was spread around? <sighs> where does any of this garbage come bodies? from? Yeah, I don't right? know. So she said... <laughs> Just got a phone call that my name is trending and being trolled for some awful fake thing. It's not true. Haven't been raided or arrested. Just sanitizing and self-distancing with the rest of the world. Oh, oh God. There's the gosh. COVID connection. Oh, I see. So they're like, where has Oprah been? <laughs> yeah, she arrested. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that, don't believe that. But, you know. 
frankly, I know you love Ellen, but I miss Oprah. Ellen is a poor You can substitute. like both, you know? They're not substituting one for the other. Aren't they? No. Okay. They both exist, and they're okay. both great. Okay. Oh, my God. Lauren Kelly is calling me. Lauren is our promotions director who's in quarantine right now because she went to Cuba or something. Are you answering that? Yeah. Huh? Elkiel, what's up, dude? <laughs> Can I call you back? I'm on the air right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, bye. Please FaceTime me next time. <laughs> bye. Um, <laughs> this is nice to hear from her, though. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, lots of announcements today. Hey, we don't get a pair of taxes till August. Yeah. <laughs> well, right? <laughs> yeah, that I was announced. A celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, if you have to pay, yeah, you have an extended date until August 2020, which is, yeah, great news. Yeah, lots of crazy. Things. And then what is No, this is equally as important as paying <laughs> taxes. What do you have Okay. Well, this so is- you know, like all the sporting uh, seasons are kind of put on pause right now because yes. of COVID. And they're not having audiences. A lot of the players, unfortunately, are getting sick as well. Yeah. And uh, one... One sporting event, though, is still going strong, and that's the WWE. So they're doing it at the training facility in Florida yeah. without an audience, and um, it's it's real fun. Because you think of WWE, and it's just like all audience participation. There's people booing and screaming and standing, and that's like part of the entertainment as well. Yep. So removing the audience last night was like... Oh man, it is. This video is going to go viral. This is hilarious. Um, so, so Steve Austin asked. Uh, Stone Cold is there? Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin is asking for his hell yes. And this this is what it sounded like. Are you ready? Yeah. What 316 Day is all about? Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> it pans to the audience. There's no one there. <laughs> I said, if you want to know what 316 Day is all about, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah! Who's that? I don't know, some guy. I don't know. What? Guy. What 316 day is that? <laughs> what? Hang on, hang on. Can Why you play I, it again? Uh, Can you just play it one more okay. time? I just want to go. All about, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> I said, <laughs> if you want to know what 316 day um, is all about, okay, that's give fantastic. Me a hell yeah. Now, I, uh, sorry, hell I don't want to stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've been saying I've been fighting with other sports fans. I th- why don't you do this? Mm-hmm. Other sports, oh. I get it. The crowd is a major, massive part of the sporting events. Yeah, but no, you're right. No more, nowhere, no more, more important than in wrestling. And if you can guarantee as best you can the safety of the athletes, yeah, why not do it, it in just an empty rink? I would like at least sports fans. I would love to be sitting at home and watching a hockey or basketball game. It would be so weird. In an empty arena, but at least it would be on and the games would be getting done. No, Maybe. I don't know. Well, you know, especially with like those like full contact sports, uh, what can you do? You know, you want to keep make sure everyone's safe. But yeah. I do have to say the WWE without uh, an audience, I think that should be like a monthly thing. It's so funny. <laughs> I think it's funnier than having an audience. It's pretty great. <laughs> and you know, yeah. there's people at home just giving it the hell. Yeah. Yeah. What about this? What? I think I'm going to grow a beard. I think you're already growing a beard. Well, I always keep a, like a like a like a tidy beard, right? Yeah. Like it's I just keep it nice and well groomed. We just heard yesterday, WHL is over, right? Mm-hmm. It's playoffs, who knows? So usually I grow a playoff beard where I just let it ride. I just let let it go. I don't shave for like however long playoffs go yeah. for the Royals. Well, that's who knows if that's going to happen this year. So now, so a quarantine beard. How's that? Um, is that like a, a safe thing to do? I feel like there's more chance of, you know, getting gunk in there. Right. A lot more like sanitation that you got to do. Uh, if you're willing to put in the effort, maybe. Well, but no, I mean, it is but... a real like, it's like quarantine chic right now. Right? Yeah. Because so. my barber's closed. Right. Like, no one's getting a haircut. Mm-hmm. Even if like, uh, I thought about, I thought about one thing is like, I'm going on friendly terms with my barber. What if I reached out to her and said, Hey, come over to the house. I'll slip you fifty bucks. Come and cut my hair for. I don't like, think she'd she should. Do that. She shouldn't she, do she that. She should not do that. No, no, no. So nobody's doing that. Yeah, I'll cut your hair. No. Okay. Well, too, too close. No touching. Let her. Let her rip. I, I, that's what I mean. I think we're all just gonna let her rip and grow out the quarantine vibe beard, unless, of course, I gotta put a mask on and then yeah, it's, it breaks the seal. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. I want to talk to you in a second here about you were struggling at the beach yesterday. I was. Yeah. Okay. All right, I want to talk to you about it because it's a very important thing you were struggling with, I think. Mm-hmm. Visit 1-800- 
insane. Now there's uh, warnings of scams going around. The Red Cross is not going to ask you for your credit card information. Mm-hmm. Anyone calling you is like, oh, I've got your coronavirus test here. Uh, just uh, need your credit card information before you get the results. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. I feel for, I mean, like, just everyone I know across any kind of a service industry is going to be a little bit more hard up than usual because of closures and all that stuff. I know a lot of people are just getting laid off. Even if it's temporarily, that's bad. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're heading into some some prickly financial times for sure. But, like, the fact that other people would be, like, like, rubbing their hands. What an opportunity right now. Yeah, that's brutal. How horrible. Mm -hmm. Tell me about... You're doing a lot of outdoors social isolating, which I think is really smart, Jen. Yeah, I mean, as it as more and more people are doing it, I'm a little bit more weary of it because a lot of people are getting the the same idea, right? So there's a lot of people at the beach. You find that more yeah. people are like, well, I got to get outside. Well, yeah, because, you know, you're stuck inside all day and you're like, I need some sort of like break from screens. Yeah. I need a break mentally. I need to get some exercise, yeah. get that vitamin D. And I think a lot of people are doing the same thing. So, you know, you do have to make sure you keep that like two meters distance from people. Now at the beach that was happening, you know, there was like little pockets of like pairs, you know, everywhere and like people just kind of sitting by themselves reading books. But then the people with the dogs. So this is where my question comes in because I got approached by a lot of dogs and obviously my first instinct is to just like rub its belly and like be like, (laughs) you're such a good boy. And like you are, you make me so happy right now and I need your (laughs) presence and energy. This is the best. Yeah. Part of the reason people go to the beach is to pet the dogs. Of course. But in this sort of climate, is it okay to pet a dog? Right. And I'm starting to think more and more, maybe not. Right. Or if you do, wash your hands right after. And I'm not sure if owners really want people petting their dogs, Uh, right? And then transferring it at home, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, touching a handrail or something like that. You definitely don't want to touch your face after. You don't want to, you know, get whatever germs are on that handrail on you or into you. So, yeah, that was my, my question is like, do you pet a dog if it comes up to you and it just stares at you? Like I had one, I was sitting on a bench and it just sat in front of me waiting for pets. And I was like, I'm just going to call you a good boy and not touch you right now. Mm, but I want to so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if zoners have any insight on that. Dog owners have any insight on that? Yeah, that's a good question. Do you all want us touching your dogs? <laughs> yeah. I would say you got to treat the dog, whether it's your dog or a dog that comes up to you, like you say, like a handrail. Yeah. Right? You got to know that. You just got to wash your hands before you touch your face. Don't you kind of do that anyways? Like, as much as I love dogs, dogs smell. Like, as soon as I touch a dog, there's like a dog stink yeah. that I can feel on my hands that right. I can't wait to wash my hands after touching a strange dog anyways. Yeah. I find it's really hard for me to stop touching my face. I just always want to do it. That's Especially when I know I can't. I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. I like having the Prime Minister come out and, and have a chat. He can do it every day if he wants to, but... Um, I love this story out of Norway where their prime minister, Erna Solberg, uh, came out and gave a press conference just for kids. I love that. Isn't that nice? Yeah, because I could imagine as a parent, it must be really challenging um, just trying to communicate to your kids or like what is an appropriate amount to communicate to your kids? How much do you want your kids to know? Or like how much do you want to explain to your kids what's going on around the world, right? Yes, yes. Um, So having someone... Yeah, address them directly in a way that's, you know, approachable for children and allowing them to ask questions too about it because yeah. I'm sure they all have a lot of questions and, and that's to be taken seriously. I think that's great. It was so nice. Yeah, the kids themselves were uh, encouraged to write in questions and then uh, she answered those specific questions right? and uh, said as well for these kids, like, it's okay to be scared. Oh, Isn't that kind of a that's nice... That's really nice. Yeah, but, but also I'm sure like, you know, reassuring them. That kind of reminds me of like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You know? Like that's like that's the way he would approach things too. Yeah. Wow. Love it. With the hand sanitizer shortage, two Victoria area companies are teaming up to make and distribute sanitizer to essential service workers. Jessalyn Piche is the marketing director for Victoria Distillers, uh, which has teamed up with Neza Naturals to make sanitizers. It's really sad to see that they, they don't have access to hand sanitizer right now. Um, you know, we're getting it from police, from nurses, from firefighters and paramedics and clinics and, you know, home care workers and daycares and just about everyone who, you know, is considered an essential service. They're all really reaching out and 
have the same story that they just haven't been able to get any. She says neither company is out to make any money and they are doing it completely for free, which is incredible. Yeah. And a little bit of good news out of Wuhan, China, where the coronavirus outbreak first took hold. It's reporting no new cases of the virus. Wuhan has been under strict lockdown since January and officials are moving to loosen travel restrictions, but only inside the surrounding province. See, this stuff works. Mm -hmm. These measures. We need to listen. Yes. Yeah. Our friend Tyson, who works at the Sanish Food Bank, um, as you can imagine, is in a precarious situation right now with the uh, pandemic going on. We got him on the phone right now. And Tyson, it really has it gotten that bad in the last few days or week or whatever? Yeah, it, it, our need is is definitely gone up over the last you know week or so. I mean, yesterday we had three or four people come in who had just been laid off their jobs. They don't know what to do. They, you know, they don't have a backup plan. And I mean, over the last week, we've seen that more and more, you know, the demand is going up. Uh, Lots of people are are struggling. And, you know, it's a lot of people didn't get paid until the weekend. And when they went to the grocery store, everything was gone already. And uh, I mean, that means our donations are down if the stores don't have anything. Our uh, food recovery program is dropped to almost nothing. So we've had to scale back a whole bunch of our our feeding programs just, just based on on lack of donations lately. That's so brutal, man. I didn't even think about that too, that like the uh, the shortages we were seeing at stores would affect the food banks as well. And, yeah. you know, when people are kind of hoarding or whatever, and that's and then that mixed with, yeah, I know like so many people who have been laid off from work or their hours scaled way back. And like people are really insecure about money right now too. So that's kind of a double, double whammy on you guys. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. And uh, like food security is a big problem uh, on the on the uh, the peninsula and in like the Victoria area. I mean, it's hard to make rent already, and when people are having their hours cut back, this is the first place they come for help. All of the food banks, as far as I know, are struggling. Like Goldstream, that helps uh, the, the West Shore area, and the Souk Food Bank that helps Port Renfrew and Souk, the Mustard Seed. They're all we're all struggling right now. So what would you say is the best way that someone could help? Would it be a food donation? Say if someone has like hoarded and now they're kind of regretting it, maybe dropping off some food donations or would you rather have money? Would that go farther for you guys or volunteers? Right now we need all of those things. Um, like our, our volunteer force is is generally a more senior because they're retired. They can dedicate their time. But uh, right now uh, a lot of those, those volunteers have backed off. Um, we could always use the canned food. I mean, that's an immediate thing. Um, cash donations, you can do that online. For every dollar that people donate, we can get 2 to $3 worth of food. We just have a better buying power. We order from warehouses, and that way we can order exactly what our food bank needs at the moment. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that whether like the the grocery store like shortages of uh, like essentials was going to affect you in particular, or if it was yeah you had a different source of getting those items. It has uh, definitely affected you know our donations, but I mean even our like regular orders and stuff like that have been shorted because the grocery stores take priority over over everybody else. And I mean I've had orders not show up in the last week you know, that have put in big orders for food and just not showing up, so. It is a good point, though, Jen, that you bring up is it's like, okay, look, let's look in the cupboards and, like, if you have done a hoard. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, whoops, maybe Can- gut check time. I don't actually need this much. We'll, we'll take your toilet paper, too. We're, like, def- <laughs> definitely low on hygiene items here. Is that right? Okay. We'll take uh, all sorts of soap, all that sort of stuff, too, so. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we've been lucky. A couple of restaurants who've uh, had to close, you know, unfortunately, have uh, donated their produce to us that you know would just go, you know, rotten in their their coolers and stuff like that yeah. while they're closed. So I mean, that helps too. That is great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. Well, where you know, in the uh, interest of self isolating, where online should we go if we want to make a donation, a cash donation, or or where in person, I guess, too, with the with the physical stuff. Um, you, you can come straight to us at uh, 9586 Fifth Street in Sydney. Um, we're in Iroquois Park across from the Anacortes Ferry. Or you can donate online at splfoodbank.com or uh, go to canadahelps.com. Uh, find your local charities on there. Um, you know, uh, all the local food banks are on there. So it, it'll help anybody in your local areas. Tyson, thank you so much, man, for taking some time. Good luck. 
Thank you guys for all so much. All. Thanks, Tyson. Have a good day. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. I can't believe that I've been on the air with you for two days and haven't brought this up to you. Oh, what is it? Your favorite thing. What is my favorite thing? To draw. I like to draw. What's your favorite thing to draw? Cat butts. Cat butts. (laughs) What? That's my tag. Did you hear about the cat butt edit of the movie Cats? No. This rumor started going around that there was a version of the movie. You know the movie Cats? That's like a sloppy, worst movie of all time mess. Yeah. A version of the musical Cats. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, before they did all the, the, the CGI editing and the fur editing and stuff? Yes. Okay. So that's the thing about this movie is that the fur looks awful. The yeah. CGI is awful. The It's like an uncanny valley to the max and everything. It's so bad. Apparently, there was a version of it where... All the cats had, how do I say this, atomically, anatomically correct, like, buttholes. Yes. Well, I don't know what's better, having the human (laughs) bum or the the cat cat butt. There's that little (laughs) cutie hole, right? And so there's a rumor going around, and so then there was this, like, hashtag going around, hashtag... Release the butthole cut and all this, right? Like, we want to see this movie, Cats. Like, oh, Seth no. Rogen was tweeting about it. Like, come on, you cowards. Let's see the <laughs> Show us the bums. Anyways, uh, apparently they've had to come out and be like, uh, there is not. <laughs> there was like an update from an actual visual effects crew member who has asked to remain anonymous in this time. Okay. And... Uh, has confirmed that there was never shots of the cats with those holes. <laughs> and so that doesn't exist and we didn't. So Oh man, that was a roller coaster of emotions. Wasn't it? Yeah, because I was really looking forward to seeing that cut of it. I think it would have been great. Yes. Um now I feel saddened. Oh my gosh. You would laugh even more at the movie. I would. I mean I probably may even like it. Who knows you what could have happened. Could have done like a drinking game every time you see <laughs> It's like a little Where's Waldo. Every time you see one, you take a drink or something. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad. Oh, um, okay. Well, so yeah. So for now, they say it's over. I'm holding out that this is just a big cover-up, and one day they will release yes. that uh, edit of the movie Cats. Release the butthole. <laughs> Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, I'm Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Boitano. I'm Kirsten James. I'm Art Aronson. And I'm Paul Bacino. And the Zone's Geek Out Podcast is where we get together each week and talk about geeky stuff like technology, movies, comics, TV, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and how much better Marvel is than DC. So much better. Come on, man. Captain America. Calm down, Art. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold or at thezone.fm slash geekoutpod. With new episodes each Friday, it's The Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen, please. Bye! Bye.